0: to, uh, to work. I was actually at a lake fishing and I didn't even know about anything until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: I was a junior in high school at Shawnee Mission West.
0: And I heard that on the uh, radio that um, an aircraft had hit the World Trade Center.
2: Had a couple old guys on a boat pull up next to us said hey you guys know what's going on and they told us about it and we are
1: like are you kidding? So I remember walking down the halls actually at the time that it happened and then seeing the second plane hit when we turned the video on. I'll never forget that. Never forget how it felt. Welcome to the 41 Files. I'm Katherine Finnerty.
3: And I'm Casey Murray.
1: We're digital producers at KSHB 41 News.
3: The events of 9 11 are etched in the memories of all those who lived through that day. Everyone who is alive will forever remember where they were and what they were doing when they first got the news about the terrorist attacks.
1: The memories are still fresh 20 years later and can help us reflect on the impact on Kansas Citians and how the community responded in the hours, days, weeks, and years after the attacks.
3: While 9-11 directly impacted New York City, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania, the event sent shockwaves across the country and the world. Despite that, Older generations are now grappling with how to communicate the devastation of that day to younger generations who weren't alive to experience it.
1: Days after the attacks 20 years ago, the United States entered Afghanistan. Now, with troops pulled out of the country and the consequences of their removal unclear, the legacy of 9-11 is increasingly complicated. Kansas Cityans lost family in the attacks, as well as in the war that has become the longest in our country's history.
3: Over the course of this podcast series, we will speak to military personnel, teachers, students, and more to examine the continuing effects of the attacks.
1: In this episode, Casey will take us through how 9-11 continues to shape our everyday lives and how Kansas City groups have memorialized those lost in the tragedy.
2: up on the runways officials had at one time said the airport could be shut down indefinitely
0: uh, we're we're shut down and just kind of uh, on observation mode and just trying to deal with the people we have here and your guess is as good as mine is how long this could go on
1: all of our aircraft are on the ground we had one aircraft that was in the air at the
2: time when the order came and it is safely on the ground
0: I think you have to have people that are really interested in security, working the security checkpoints and really scrutinizing the luggage and not going ahead and just uh, arbitrarily picking out one piece of luggage out of 20 or 30 pieces of luggage to go ahead and inspect. Everything should be inspected.
1: One reason for the delay is the hand-checking of all bags, one of many new security requirements now that curbside check-in has been done away with. All passengers now will also be scanned with a wand.
3: As a person who is only two years old during 9-11, The airport is one of the only ways I understood the impact it had on American life. I remember my mom dragging me through security, helping me take off my shoes. I wanted to know why adults had to have their belts scanned. To this day, it's one of the most recognizable, direct changes made in the aftermath of the attack. No one understands that better than Joe McBride.
1: 9-11
0: happened in New York and Pennsylvania. But it still had an impact that was major here in kansas city and airports across the country
3: mcbride was working as a senior manager of marketing and communications for the kansas city aviation department when 9-11 happened the airport played an important role that day by providing a spot for aircrafts to land after word of the attack spread all airplanes were forced to come down at the nearest airport
0: Um, you'd look up in the sky and you'd see the, the normal contrails condensation trails that were that jet across the the sky in a straight line, were half-circles. And that was because those aircraft were landing at the closest airport that could take them, um, you know, based on where where the FAA was sending them. So it was just very surreal.
3: 9-11 and the new security measures that followed are still impacting the way airports are designed today. The Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, was founded on November 19, 2001. Justin Meyer is the Deputy Director of Aviation overseeing marketing and service development for the Kansas City Aviation Department. And he says one of the reasons the old terminal's design gets a bad rap is because it's been difficult to keep them up to date. When they were built in 1972, there were no separate sections based on security.
0: And when we opened, everything was wide open. There was no need for a secure or non-secure areas. After 9/11, the, secure process, the security process changed significantly for passengers, where pre-9/11 it was just a magnometer, It wasn't that difficult. It's shoes a could wand stay a, what it was. could stay on. it wasn't so difficult.:
3: And Meyer says, that has made updating the terminals as security protocols change difficult.
0: That's, that's been our biggest hindrance in the existing facility is the, the lack of ability for the checkpoint space to flex as technology changes.
3: The new terminal, according to Meyer, will be designed to keep future security measures in mind.
0: It's safe. It's got to be safe, and it's got to be safer than, than 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 anything possible, and so uh, there's a lot of considerations that are behind the scenes in making sure that this is a safe, safely functioning piece.
3: But it's important to remember the tragic losses that made these security measures necessary. For McBride, the reality of 9-11 didn't hit him until he got home from working that night.
0: But I didn't start thinking about what had happened to us in the United States and what I dealt with, which was nothing compared to what other people did, until I got home to my wife and small child. And uh, that's when I broke down.
3: To memorialize the event, McBride says TSA normally does a moment of silence, where no bags are checked or work is done, to reflect on what happened on September 11th. Or McBride, thinking back to 20 years ago when he first found out about the attack, still carries a lot of weight.
0: Uh, personally, I, uh, I, I think about it. I pray, but I also I, I can't watch the video. And, and you know, there's movies on it, and and other. I just I just don't want to see it again. And go through it.
3: is memorialized in lots of other ways across the Kansas City area one of which is the 9-11 memorial for firefighters in Overland Park
2: I saw on a website that they were going to do this and I went to my boss and said we really should apply for one of the artifacts and build a memorial that educates people about the events of 9-11 and my boss says well why, why are we needing to do that And I said well think about this September 11th 2001 to you and I That's December 7th, 1941, to the generation before us. It's important that we keep telling the history.
3: That's Trevor Miller, a firefighter who was fundamental in bringing the memorial, which features some of the steel from the Twin Towers, to the Kansas City area.
2: And September 11th is a very sad day in America, but it also showed what true Americanism really is. There's a lot of heroes. There's a lot of people that stepped up and did things that nobody expected people to do.
3: It was important to him that the city do its part to help younger generations learn about the tragic events that took place.
2: If one person or a family sitting out here with their kids and they're teaching the events of 9-11, then it's all worthwhile. I mean, that's, that's really what the memorial was meant to be.
3: He can understand this passing of knowledge through his own fire department, where in no time the leaders will be people who weren't alive in 2001.
2: That's what's really surprising is how fast 20 years went. So, and another 20 years is gonna go by fast. And that's why it's important to have this memorial because I'm not gonna be here that much longer as a professional firefighter. In the classroom in there is a group of firefighters right now, there's 20 of them in a classroom that are going through officer development class. They were rookies. (laughs) It felt like yesterday. These are the folks that are gonna be running this fire department here in a couple years. And uh, I need them to continue telling this story.
3: Shelly Doherty, the former FBI agent who you may remember from episode one, echoed that sentiment. And If we ignore our past, we don't learn from our past. Um, if we raise children to think that the world is perfect and that people are perfect and all, all people are good, that's not, that's not a safe way to, to raise. You've got to be raised in a way to know that there, are, there is evil in the world. But despite the violence and pain of 9-11, there's room to remember those who acted selflessly in order to save others. Denise Conley was killed that day. Her niece, Davina Price Farage, holds that message close.
1: Even if the world doesn't know who she is, that is the last selfless act. Um, And I always want to bring notice to that. because she deserves it.
3: The 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks can also serve as a reminder to pay attention to what's important.
1: Time is something that we take for granted. You know, we're always in such a hurry um, to get here, to get there, and sometimes you miss things and you don't miss them until they're not here. Thank you so much for listening to part four of our special mini series for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. In our next episode, we will explore how journalism has changed in the past 20 years and talk to KSHB 41 News anchor Cynthia Newsom, who is working at the station on 9-11. We have these people's stories and more online at KSHB.com.